Welcome. You're listening to Lan Asari's podcast, the founder of God's Tabernacle Church in Ghana. As you listen, may you be blessed immensely. Let us pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time in your presence. We thank you for being a good God to us. We thank you for safety. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the things you continue to do for us that we don't even value. The things you do for us that we don't even take notice of, Father. Father, as we come before you today, Father, we just want to say thank you. We're not asking for anything, but we're saying thank you for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be preaching on uh, 100% answered prayers. Amen. How to have 100% answered prayers or what to do to have 100% answered prayers. Amen. And um, yeah, um, I'm going to go through this quite quickly. Amen. So why, why, why do we, why, why 100% answered prayers? Now, the, I think that the Christian community does not take notice of the fact that there are certain things we do that actually prevent us from having answered prayers. You know, the Bible even talks about how we pray and we receive not because we pray amiss. You know, and the Bible is teaching us that when you pray amiss, you are basically praying prayers that will not be answered by God. Do you understand? Like, let me give you a typical example. So imagine a 14-year-old boy wakes up today and decides, I need a car. You know, so because I am a Christian, I'm going to pray for a car. And because the Bible says that God answers our prayers, God must give me the car. Do you understand? You know, so... He, he starts to pray for a car. And the, the truth is that this boy will never receive that car. Do you understand? That car will not be given to him. Because, you see, you see, there are certain things that go into prayer or that go into consideration. Sometimes when God would give certain things. Because, look, for him to be able to use that car, he needs the wisdom to be able to drive. He needs the ability to be able to drive. He includes sort of the permission to be able to drive because he needs a driver's license to be able to even drive in the first place. Do you understand? He needs a driver's license. So without a driver's license, he does not have the express permission to even be driving the car. Do you understand? Without going through driving school, without somebody teaching him how to drive, he doesn't have the knowledge of driving. Amen. He doesn't have the knowledge of driving. And another thing, he doesn't have the sustainability to keep the car, to buy fuel. Do you understand? To constantly buy fuel, to pay for the parts of the car. 
Do you understand? To, to, to upkeep the car. So what is a 14-year-old doing asking for something that is beyond him? And, and for most of us, this is what we're asking for. <clears throat> we're asking for things that are beyond our reach. We're asking for things that we are asking for things that we are not supposed to receive. Do you understand? We are asking for things that we are not ready for. We are asking for things that we do not have the express permission for. We are asking for things that we do not have the knowledge and understanding, the technical ability for. Do you understand? Because a lot of, a lot of Christians rise up and then say, Oh God, help me, make me rich. You know, God, help this business I'm doing. But the truth is that God is not going to sponsor your business because you are not ready. For, for such a business, you are not ready. Like I said, you don't have the, the express permission. Do you understand? You don't have the technical ability. You don't have the, the knowledge and understanding as to how to go about it. You lack the essential things needed to receive this blessing that you are praying to God for. Do you understand? You see, look, if you remember carefully, when, when, when um, Solomon was hearing from God, before he even heard from God, David spoke to him and David said, look, if ever God comes to speak to you and God tells you that, look, um, what do you want? Do you want anything? He should say that he wants the wisdom to rule God's people. He could have asked for anything in the world. Do you understand? But he didn't. He asked for the wisdom to rule God's people. Amen. Now you see, because it took wisdom to rule God's people. Do you understand? It took a certain level of grace, knowledge and understanding to rule God's people. And this is, this is what he was asking for. The wisdom to rule God's people. Because you see, he knew that ruling God's people is not just about uh, knowing one or two things. No. Ruling God's people takes a certain level of wisdom. And it takes the Holy Spirit taking you through certain things. Causing you to be ready. Amen. You can't just rise up and then lead God's people. No. Solomon prayed for the wisdom. And you see, when he prayed for the wisdom, God made him the wisest person in the world. Amen. And I'm trying to show you that, you see, prayer is, prayer is not just something that you, you, you just do. You just come into God's presence and then ask for anything you feel like asking for. No. You must understand that certain things go into it. Do you understand? So for you to receive 100% answered, answered prayers, there are certain things that must go into prayer before. Amen. So I'm going to take us through um, several things that go into, into you having 100% answered prayers. Amen. Number one. So the first step to 100 answered prayers is to is to learn how to pray yourself without needing anyone else to pray for you. Amen. Learn how to pray for yourself. You know, prayer is communication with God. When we pray, we are communicating with God. When we pray, we are speaking with God and most of the time we receive an answer even when we don't, we don't see or, or, or feel that we have received an answer. Usually God answers. It's just that Sometimes you are not sensitive enough to pick up the answer. Amen. But the first step to 100% answered prayers is to pray for yourself. 
pray yourself without needing someone to pray for you. You know, in Ghana, we are, we are very superstitious um, people. Do you understand? And as such, we are always into pray for me, pray for me. Personally, I have a lot of people that tell me, oh, pastor, pray for me. Oh, pastor, when you are praying, pray for me. Pastor, I have this problem, pray for me and all these things. And I don't mind, actually. It's, it's a blessing to be able to pray for people. It's a blessing to even have people to pray for because that's what we do as, as pastors. But the thing is that I've always spoken to these people, pray for yourself. I've always tried to put these people in a position for them to pray for themselves. Look, you see, it's like somebody that doesn't pray for himself is like a child that lives off his parents for the rest of his life. You realize that at a point your parents take you through school. Why? Because you need to learn and you need to gain certain understandings. You need to gain a certain advantage that education gives you to be able to fend for yourself in the future. Amen. A Christian that doesn't learn how to pray for himself is, is basically like that child that, that does not go to school. You know, so that child, that child ends up relying on their parents to take care of them for the rest of their lives. Amen. But you see, but you see a good parent offers the child education and tells the child that, look, you need education because you need to do better in the future and all that. A good pastor encourages his people. A good pastor just doesn't pray for the people, but encourages and teaches the people how to pray for themselves. Because a good pastor must lead people to Christ, not lead people to himself. A good shepherd must lead people to Christ and must lead people to the word of God, to God himself, and not lead people to himself or to his church. No, we are not here to, 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 to gain fame through our churches no we are here to we are here to lead people to christ we are here to lead people to god we are here to put people in a position to be blessed to have a relationship with god not to rely upon us so that pray for me pray for me pray for me thing it's not a it's not really a good thing i mean it's it's actually very good because there, there are a lot of prayers that you cannot really you cannot really so there are certain things you cannot sort out yourself. You need you need like a have to pray. You know, even the Bible says in um, I think it's Ephesians. It says that um, um, it says that confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Do you understand? So that so that scripture even shows us. I think it's James five sixteen. Yeah, I think it's James five sixteen. It says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. So what what is telling us is that the healing comes from the fact that. Um, you, you, you are confessing your faults to somebody who can pray with you or pray for you and then the healing comes into the picture amen so i'm not against people asking to be prayed for but when you want to have answered prayers you must learn as a christian to start praying for yourself because that pastor that you are going to to pray for you or that person that you are going to pray for you that person has built up a certain level of of relationship with god and that is why when they pray you feel like the the prayer will be answered more accurately or more abruptly do you understand so you must build yourself to that point amen so that 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 particular thing look jesus taught us how to pray when his disciples, when his disciples wanted to learn how to pray, they asked him and he taught them. And that's where that's where uh, that prayer that comes in where we say, "Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Do you understand? We, we look, Jesus taught us that prayer. So even if you don't speak in tongues, even if you don't speak in tongues, you don't know what to say. You can pray that prayer because it was a prayer that Jesus taught us. When his disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. This is, this is the prayer that, that was taught. The Lord's Prayer. Amen. So if you don't know how to pray, I'm teaching you now. Maybe, maybe the reason why you always ask people, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, is that you don't know how to pray. Today I'm teaching you, pray the Lord's Prayer. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. And, and look, God is definitely going to do a lot of things, good things in your life. Because look, when you pray certain prayers, you see, when you even pray the Lord's Prayer, you are, you are bringing God's word back to him. You are putting it in his face that like, God, you said this and I'm, 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 t- I'm showing you what you said. Please do for me what you said you would do for me. Amen. So pray for yourself. All right. Now, let me just, you know, the Bible says in, uh, sorry, I think James 5.16 rather says that the effective, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Jonathan, and this is a scripture that um, we need to know, Jonas. I just, I just realized that that's what James five sixteen says. It says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man it availeth much. So when you learn how to pray effectively, when you learn how to pray yourself, and you do it effectively, and you, and you do it uh, 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 on a regular basis, a lot of things will happen into your life, Jonas. And that's why James five sixteen saying that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It means that a lot of things would be, would be done for you. A lot of things would be available for you. Meaning 100% answered prayers. Amen. So this is, this, is, this, is, this is just one part of it. Amen. Number two. The second step to 100 answered prayers is to pray to your heavenly father. Amen. John 16 verse 23. It says that, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So John, 3, John 16 verse 23 is telling us that whatever we ask God, whatever we ask to God, he'll give to us. Now, there's a misconception. Um, and let me say this. Look, I grew up Catholic, you know, and there's a huge misconception with, with Catholics that we have to pray through Mary because it's like Mary is the, the, the mother of Jesus. So it's like Mary can speak to God or something. But look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Jesus actually said, you know, Jesus actually said that don't pray through anyone, even him. Pray in his name. Jesus said that before, you used to pray through me, but no longer. Pray in my name. Look, Jesus said that don't pray through anybody. Do not. You are, you are wasting your time. You would, you, would, you would not receive answers to those prayers. We do not pray through Mary. Do you understand? There's no power in there. We pray in the name of Jesus. Now, there's a power in the name of Jesus. And that is why we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You you must learn to pray the right way. Pray to God. 
you understand? Pray to God. Pray straight to God. Do you understand? Pray straight to God. Now, I, I'm not saying that Mary is bad or anything. I mean, I, I, I admire Mary. I mean, Mary was, was the virgin that God used to bring Jesus into the world. I mean, how many people can say that they were pregnant as a virgin? Do you understand? But, but do not make that mistake of praying through Mary. Do you understand? It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like any of the disciples that lived saying that, oh, we should pray, we should pray through Paul. Because it's like, you know, Paul, Paul did a lot for Christ. Or we should, we, should, we should pray through Peter. Because, you know, Peter is a rock on which Jesus said the church will stand. So we should pray through Peter. It doesn't work like that. The Bible is clear when it says that pray in the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. So pray to the Father. Do you understand? Pray to God. Don't pray, don't pray through certain means. Do you understand? Pray in the name of Jesus. That, 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 that even comes to the third point. Pray in the name of Jesus. So the second point is pray to God. Pray straight to God. Do you understand? Pray that God, please, I need this. Don't say, hey, help me. I need help. I need help. No, pray to God. Do you understand? Don't just be saying random things. That, hey, Mary, mother of distance, help me. No, pray to God. Amen. Pray to God. Hallelujah. And number three, pray in the name of Jesus. John 16, 23 again. It says that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask who? The Father. In my name, he will give it to you. Whatever you are asking God in the name of Jesus, he will give it to you. Amen. Acts 4 verse 10. It says that, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that the name of Jesus doth this man stand here before you whole. You know, so, so well, that scripture, I've, I've actually cut it short. If you read Acts 10, it's longer than that. But it says that it, it is in the name of Jesus that this person has been healed. And this person stands whole today it is in the name of jesus pray in the name of jesus don't pray through mary and all these things like i said pray in the name of jesus look a lot of people end up putting idols over their lives because they don't do the right things i'm showing you how to have answered prayers pray in the name of jesus pray in the name of jesus pray in the name of jesus hallelujah Number four, I'm, I'm actually just quickly going through all of this. Amen. Yeah. Number four, the fourth step to having 100% answered prayers is to confess your sins. Is to confess your sins. The Bible says in First um, John 1 verse 8, it says that if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Amen. The Bible also says in Isaiah 59 verse 1 to 2. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither has neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, your iniquities, your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face 
from you that he will not hear. <laughs> Listen to it again. I'm going to read the scripture again. It says, Isaiah 59 verse 1 to 2. It says that, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquity, it is your, it is your iniquity, it is our sin that has separated us from God. Our sins have hid his face, his face from, from us that he would not hear. He will not hear your prayer. You know, the Bible says that, 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 that God does not answer the prayers of the unrighteous. Amen. God does not answer the prayer of the unrighteous. Confess your sins. Look, whenever I pray, usually whenever I pray, before I pray, just any type of prayer, usually I, I, I confess my sins. I always ask for forgiveness of sins before I pray. Do you understand? If you, you see, when, when, when you even look at the Lord's Prayer, at a point, you see, when Jesus Christ was teaching us the Lord's Prayer, he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you realize that even in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus Christ was teaching us, forgiveness of sins was key in it. Look, I always enter God's presence asking for forgiveness of sins first. I'm always like, God, please forgive me. Because I know that, look, whatever I'm coming to pray for, God does not answer the, the prayers of the unrighteous. God doesn't answer the prayers of sinners. You see, because of my sin, it, God, it has hidden God's face from me. God will not listen. So I, I, I ask, I start, God, please forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of the lies I've told, the bad things I've said, the evil things I've done. I always ask for forgiveness of sins and I'm always open about my sins. Look, I don't come to God superficially. I'm like, oh God, you know everything. God, please forgive me of everything. What is the everything? Say the everything. Come to God boldly and receive grace and mercy. That is why I tell God, please forgive me of the lies I've told, the bad things I've said, the evil things I've done. Do you understand? The bad thoughts. God, this, this particular thought that I was having about this girl or, you know, this thought that I was thinking about, this vain thoughts, forgive the pride in me that I said this thing uh, uh, just yesterday. You know, you have to confess your faults. You have to learn how to how to be open with God. Don't, don't take God to be a genie. God is not somebody who you can just wrap it and ask for things. No, God is not a genie. Amen. So learn to confess your sins when you're entering the presence of God. When you're entering God's presence, you confess your sins. God, forgive me of this. Humble yourself. Ask for forgiveness of sins and receive grace. Hallelujah. Number five. Number five. I think my camera just. Yeah. Hallelujah. The, the fifth step to 100 answered prayers is to abide in Christ. John 15, verse 7. It says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So another way to receive 100% answered prayers is to abide in Christ. Amen. Abide in Christ. Stay in Christ. Stay in the word of God. Stay in, in, in the work of God. Amen. Abide in Christ. You know, the Bible says in, in 1 John 1 verse 7, it says that, but if you walk in the light, 
as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So learn to walk in the light. Abide in Christ. Abiding in Christ speaks of staying in the things of God. Staying in your quiet time especially. Every day you are having your quiet time. Every day you are, you are abiding in Christ. Every day you are abiding in his presence. So you pray every day. You read your Bible every day. You are having your quiet time every day. You are memorizing the scriptures to keep the word of God in you. Because it is the power of God in you. It's the word of God in you. That is the power in you. Amen. So abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. Stay in Christ. Stay in Christ. A Christian must learn to stay in the things of God. A Christian must learn to avoid all appearances of evil. A Christian must learn to avoid things like clubs and, 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 and places that are not the best atmosphere for a Christian. Amen. Abide in Christ. Abide in Christ. Stay in Christ. No more backsliding. No more backsliding. No more playing with the work of God. No more playing with the word of God. No more playing with the things of God. Look, you are staying in God. You are staying in Christ. No matter what happens in your life, whether somebody special to you has died, that is not a, 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 a reason enough to leave God. That's not a reason enough to stop believing in God. Abide in Christ. Abide in God. Do you understand? No matter what happens in your life, do not use that as a reason to go away from God, to stop doing the things of God, to stop being serious about, about being a Christian, to stop being serious about the church. Amen. A lot of you have gone to schools that you have not been treated well, but you never said that, I'll stop their school. <laughs> I'll not get this education again. No. You finish the school because it, you know that it is for you. So why is it that if something happens more in church, I don't want to go to church again. I don't want to be a Christian again. You, you are not a correct Christian if you have such, such, such mindset. Learn to abide in Christ. You are in church not because of the church, not because of the people in the church, but because of your relationship with God. And do not let anything take you away from that relationship and that church. You don't just rise up because... You know, today pastor was preaching, you know, and pastor mentioned my name. And pastor, you know, pastor said something about me. I didn't like it. Hmm, I won't come to church again. Do I, do I look warm Christian? And you will not make it. Do you understand? Because look, your teachers have insulted you. Headmaster insulted you. Eh, 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 they've beaten you. Made you weed in school. Done all kinds of atrocities to you in school. You never rose up and said that you are leaving the school. So why is it that when something small happens in church... You want to leave the church. You don't want to come to church again. You don't want to stay in the church because you are offended. You are, you are a fake Christian, I'm telling you. You are a fake Christian. You don't want to be a Christian again. Now you are stereotyped all of Christianity. That Chale, you Chale, me, Chale, because of my church, no. I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even, Chale, I don't even go to church again, Chale. I don't even pray again, Chale. God knows my heart. God doesn't know Shelley. God does not know Shelley. Go to church and, 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 and fulfill his word. Amen. Stop playing around with the things of God. Stop playing around with the things of God. 
You have never said that. Look, some of you, you are working in different places. You have, look, you have never risen up and said that, look, my boss insults me. My boss, my boss doesn't treat me right. My head, head of department doesn't treat me right. My fellow workers don't treat me right. You have never risen, you have never risen up and said that I am leaving this workplace. Why? Because you are working for the money, isn't it? So why is that when it comes to church? Why do you think that church, why do you think that salvation is a small thing? Is salvation a small thing to you? It is not. Do not play with salvation. Look, why is it that when it comes to church, any small mishap, maybe the pastor didn't, pastor said something you didn't like, all of a sudden you want to leave the church. Now you don't go to church anymore. You don't pray anymore. You don't read your Bible anymore. Is it because of your pastor that, that, that you are a Christian? Did you become a Christian because of your pastor? No. So why is it that when something small happens in the church, you want to leave the church? You are no longer a Christian. Hey, is that how it is? Look, when you die, I am telling you, hell will open its mouth for you. And there will be no excuse you can give. I don't mean to sound harsh, but this is the harsh truth. That hell will open its mouth for even Christians. You see, Jesus said something. He said, he said anybody that holds, that puts his hand on the plow and turns back. He said, he said it's not fit for the kingdom. And it is better that the person did not even come in the first place. Look, if, if, you, if you become a Christian and you decide to leave, it is better that you were not even born again in the first place, I'm telling you. Because if there's a special punishment for Christians who left Christ or Christians who lived lukewarmish, for Christians who knew they were Christians but they were not living rightly as Christians or they were not living rightly as the Bible has has instructed us to. Why is it that when there's a, a, an altercation in church, you have risen up and said that? Look, if your boss, if you, if if you found out that your boss has slept with, um, maybe the secretary of the department, you will not leave the work. You will not leave the work. No, you will not leave the work. Why? Because you are working for your money. Isn't is is that not it? You are working for your money. You will not leave the work. So why is it that if a pastor falls? And maybe ends up sleeping with a chorister. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't condone such things, do you understand? But I'm saying that should in case such a thing should happen, that is not an excuse for you to stop believing in God and stop believing in the church. Did look, did 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 uh, David not sleep with people? Did Solomon not sleep with people? Did Abraham not sleep with uh, uh, Sarah's servant and impregnated her and all that? Plenty. People in the Bible did such things. So why is that if your pastor has done such a thing, you have risen up? You don't want to believe in God anymore. I'm telling you, you will go to hell. You'll be surprised that your pastor who has fallen eh, will, will, will be guilty enough to ask for forgiveness of sins and make it to heaven. And you, the judgmental person, will go to hell. I'm telling you. Because now you, are, now you don't want to believe in God again. You don't want to abide in Christ because of somebody's falling down. Haven't you fallen down? The things that you have done in your life, if, if God shows it to the whole world, do you think that you'll be able to even walk out and, and greet your friends? No, you'll be shy. Some of the things, some of the, look, because even, even when, when I pray, actually I pray that God, please forgive me of my secret sins. Because everybody has certain things that you will not want certain people to know. I mean, most of the time I'm very open about the things that I do and the things that I've done. Amen. You know, because I, 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 I want, as a Christian, I believe that my life is supposed to be as transparent as possible. Amen. 
But you, you stand there and then you, you, you have decided that you are not going to abide in Christ anymore. Why? Because somebody, another Christian was misbehaving. Like, what's wrong with you? When, when you think about it, are you okay? Like, what happened? What, what's wrong with your mind? Have you said that you will not go to school again because somebody is not serious with school? You've never said that. You have never said that you will not go to school again because somebody is not going to school. You have never said that. So why is it that you have decided not to be a Christian anymore because a Christian you know is misbehaving? It's like, oh, I, this guy, Patale, this guy was a serious Christian. Who, Chale, now he's not, even, he's not even in Christ again. He's doing politics or whatever. Chale, this Christianity thing, Chale, me cry. I don't even know if I want to do it again. Are you mad? Are you a Christian because of other Christians? Or you're a Christian because you are building your relationship with God. So don't rise up and, and, and misbehave. Do you understand? Because of other people, because of a pastor, because of this and this and that, you, you, you generalize everything because maybe a pastor was proven to be fake. Then you come, you come and come and say, Oh, Charlie, these, these pastors there, they're not correcting things. Me, I'll not even go to church. You know, blah, blah, blah. Don't, 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 don't be stupid. Let me just, let me just say that right now. Don't, don't be stupid. Allow God to use you. Do you understand? Look, there is, there is, there is no, there is no group of people where you will not find a bad nut. In every situation, there are bad nuts. Meaning that there cannot be a, a, a pastors, there cannot be a group of pastors in the whole world and they will not have some that are not correct. Amen. Don't, don't let that be your excuse or your reason to misbehave as a Christian. Amen. I'm speaking to somebody today. I'm speaking to somebody today. Abide in Christ. Stay in Christ. No matter what is happening around you, don't use that as an excuse. Amen. Number six. Number six. The sixth step to 100 answer press. Now, mind you, the steps that I've given, they are not in a chronological order. I mean, they're, they're all together that help you receive 100% answered press. Like, they all come together to help you become closer to 100% answered press. Amen. So the, so the sixth step to 100% answered press is to let the word of God abide in you. Now, let me speak very... Um, seriously about this look every christian must learn to keep the word in you I, I always teach my church this that look learn to have your quiet time every day every day read the read your bible have your quiet time and when you have your quiet time make sure that you have memorized the scripture that is the power of the quiet time the power of the quiet time is in the memorizing of the scripture look if you have your quiet time and you have not memorized the scripture you are playing games honestly you are, you are not receiving anything let the word of God abide in you. Let the word of God stay in you. Amen. Look, I'll give you several scriptures concerning this. Look, Jeremiah 5.14 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says that because you speak these words, I will, no, it said, that said the Lord God of hosts. Now, this is God speaking. He said, because you speak these words, I will make my words in your mouth fire and the people would and it shall devour them. You see, this, this scripture shows us that there is power in the word of God. The word of God is a fire. 
And not only that, but when you start to speak the word of God, God makes the people that are listening to you wood. Now, what happens when fire touches wood? It burns. Amen. And the Bible is teaching us that the fire of the word of God will burn the people that you speak to. And that is why sometimes when you're listening to the word of God, when you're listening to a pastor preaching, it, it hits you hard. You hear people saying, eh, wo, eh, shishi. <laughs> It's because the word of God is power. It's a fire and it burns the chaff in our lives. Amen. Now imagine that this one, you're not, you're not, you're not just listening to somebody preaching the word of God. You are keeping the word of God in you. The amount of power and the amount of fire that the word of God will bring into your life, it will burn the chaff away. You see, because the Bible says in Jeremiah 20, I think Jeremiah 20, I think Jeremiah 23, verse 28 to 29, it says that um, the prophet that hath a dream, let him tell the dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak it faithfully. So it's not my word as like a burning fire. Or a hammer, a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. When the word of God comes into your life, it comes as a hammer that is breaking the rocks in your life into pieces. Meaning that unwanted things, st- st- like stumbling blocks, do you understand? Things that block your way to make it in life. The word of God stands as a hammer to break those rocks. So let the word of God abide in you. Amen. Let the word of God abide in you. Amen. Psalm 119 verse 113. Order my steps in thy word and let, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. You see, the word of God causes you to even be less sinful. When the word of when you when when the word of God abides in you, do you understand? It causes you to be less. You say, 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 let and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Some of you, certain sins have dominion over you. Certain addictions have power over you. You find yourself addicted to certain things you can't overcome when you want to. Do you understand? The solution is the word of God. Because when you keep the word of God in you, it's a fire that starts to burn away those iniquity, to burn away those addictions, those problems, those sins. That's why I say, order my steps in your word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. When the word of God is in you and it's ordering your steps, trust me, these addictions are going to, at a point, just start to vanish from you. You will no longer feel like doing these addictions. Amen. Number seven, that's our last point. The seventh step to 100% answered prayers is to obey the commandments of the Lord. 1 John 3 verse 22, it says that, and whosoever, and sorry, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. It says, whatever we ask of him, we receive because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So the last thing I want you guys to, to understand today is that, look, when you obey the commandments of God, learn to keep, you see, when you keep the word of God in you, you are also keeping the commandments in you. You see, you cannot follow the word of God, you cannot keep the commandments if you do not know the commandments, if you do not read your Bible, if you do not have your quiet time to see that the Bible is saying that don't do this, 
do this don't do this like this do you understand you 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 will not be able to to follow the commandments of god because you yourself do not read the bible to know what is the commandment of god amen amen when you when you obey the commandments of god i'm telling you that look it it, it puts you in a certain position to to be blessed by god you see when you obey the commandments of god god loves you god loves you even more do you understand and when god loves you even more sometimes you don't even need to ask for the things that you need it's just done it's done for you amen disobedience comes with punishment but obedience it comes with reward amen it comes with a reward hallelujah so let us obey the word of god let us put god first in the things that we do do you understand when you obey the commandments of god look you are going to receive 100 percent answered prayers amen i want us to just pray father thank you for this wonderful time in your presence father thank you for guiding us for leading us to to know to receive the solution of how to get 100% answered prayers. Father, touch our lives. Father, may we, may we not take you for granted. Father, even as we've heard this word, Father, may the devil not be able to steal this word from our heart. But Father, may we understand it by your grace. Father, may we walk in your light. May we walk in your commandments, Father. May we obey your commandments, Lord. May, may you abide in us. May your word abide in us. And may we abide in you, Jesus. Cause us to be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Now I just want to, all eyes closed, I just want us to pray. I want to offer someone salvation today. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Jesus, I want to come to you. I want to give my life to you. You know, before you start having answered prayers, born again is so key. Amen. It's like born again is it's like the, the step one. It's like the first introduction. Amen. So I want to give someone an opportunity to give your life to, to Jesus. You want to say, you want to welcome Jesus into your life. I just want you to say this prayer after me. <clears throat> say, dear Lord Jesus, I come before you today. Please help me, Jesus. Please take me away from sin and iniquity. Please bless me. Cause me to abide in you and abide in your word. And please abide in me. Please write my name in the book of life. That when I die, I will be with you in heaven. Thank you, Father, for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So please, young Christian, you are born again. And I just want to encourage you. If you have any questions, if you give your life to Christ... Kindly DM me after this service. You know, kindly send me a message and I'll, I'll definitely get back to you. Send me a message. Talk to me. If you have any questions that you want to ask, talk to me. Send me. And I pray that God, bless, God blesses you all. You guys should have a wonderful um, Sunday. And I know that God is going to keep you. I'll see you guys next week. 
we've come to the end of our time together. Join us next time and thank you for listening. God bless you.